All right, all right. Welcome to Drama Free Gaming. It is what it says and it says what it is. I am End Time, your host, as always, here once again on the mic and just uh, just excited. I was looking forward to this specific podcast since we were recording our previous podcast. It should be podcast 57 in the books here once we are done with our uh, special guest. I just see Henio popping in. Uh, he has to be dramatic and pop in here like as soon as we hit the start button. Henio, can you hear us? Yeah, yeah man. There you, you go. <laughs> All right. Just doing the intros here as we are ready to kick off uh, podcast number 57. And guys, um, I don't want to waste too much time because uh, this podcast is going to be solely dedicated to NFTs. That's going to be our conversation this evening. Uh, and we have a special guest and I don't want the, uh, the title of the podcast to throw anyone off because this is not a hostile conversation. The, the title, if you're reading it now, or if you're hearing us live is NFTs, what are they? And do we want them in our video games? And I just titled it that because we are a gaming podcast. Uh, so, you know, that's what we're doing. <laughs> we're going to mention gaming here eventually, but uh, without further ado, let me introduce, uh, first and foremost, let me introduce Henio, who doesn't need no introduction. Let me give him an opportunity to say hello to everybody who's out there listening to us. What's up, Henio? What's going on? What's up, man? Uh, late night tonight, so uh, I'm ready, man. You ready? That's right. <laughs> we we ready, and, and we have our special guest with us, and full disclaimer... Um, Mangry Gamer, he will tell you he is not an expert, okay, but he is a community member here uh, on our Discord at Drama Free Gaming, and you might want to check him out on his Discord. I'm going to give him the opportunity and the stage and the mic to introduce himself and to speak a little bit about who he is, what he does, you know, what his favorite potato chips are, whatever. Mango, oh, that's what's going uh, on, people? <laughs> if we're talking food, we're gonna need an extra three hours. Or, oh man! Um, but but uh, no, no. Thanks for having me on, guys. Um, so like you said, I'm Mango Gamer. Um, you know, some people who may or may not be listening or viewing may remember me from back when we used to roll in the the mixer days, uh, streaming and stuff like that. So it, in a past life, did that. Since then, been doing a little bit of podcasting here or there. Uh, with uh predominantly with the senate update which is a um, star wars galaxy heroes podcast that uh that i've been doing for a bit um as a founder and a and a host um and then more recently i've gotten into nfts and um which is what we're you know predominantly talk about today um doing some art over there and getting involved in just um buying and selling nfts and investing on that side of things so yeah mm -hmm. Nice. Nice. I mean, he, he, he took all that he does and all that he's probably involved in. And he just like nicely wrapped it up. And, and maybe I just want to tell you, I think I've ever been with that, by the way, I think I'm, I'm pretty sure of that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, I, what, what was that podcast again that you are involved with? The Senate update. Um, so it's the, the Senate, you know, it may sound governmental, but it's mm -hmm. referring to the Star Wars, uh, galactic Senate. So, nice. um, so it's, it's a fun time we do it. Um, so we're, I'm part of a, um, my guild is in a large alliance for that game of about 2021 
maybe even 22 guilds these days. Mm -hmm. Um, But a bunch of guys from that alliance that um, got together. I'm not exactly the brains of the operation all the time, but I was the one that kind of stepped up and said, hey, guys, let's let's do a podcast who's interested and um, had some some uh pretty rad dudes step up to the plate it's been interesting because like you know when you're streaming and stuff like that you're used to doing everything yourself but it's weird because the way everybody stepped up we have a guy who handles like the art for the podcast we have guys that come on the host with me and we have an editor um so really all i do is i i you know show up and do the host and then i handle the publishing after the fact it's nice. it's pretty incredible when you're you don't have to do everything yourself so. wow and 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 you talk about guilds now i don't want to mm-hmm. jump to conclusions or or belabor this point but how many members per guild would you say if that's so those the- are it's a uh, 50 50 person guilds in that in that wow. game galaxy heroes wow yeah wow yeah, so you that, said you got around 25 26 <laughs> Yeah, I mean that. So that Discord is over a thousand. Wow, uh, for a while now, which which is a pain to manage too, because like people start like their offline list stops showing up after mm. a thousand, thousand people. Wow, with Discord, so it's um, it's a lot to wrangle, but you know it's a very well organized um chaos. So, all right, but, wow. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I'm 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 always listening to to podcasts, and anyone who's listening to this. Uh, if you're listening here on youtube.com forward slash uh, drama free gaming, we appreciate you. We also uh, release this on an audio format and you can catch us at anchor.fm forward slash DFG podcast uh, or anywhere you listen to your podcast. That could be Google podcast, Apple podcast, uh, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, down the line. But definitely, uh, Megri, I'm going to want you to uh, shoot me over that podcast information so I can attach it to the notes for this podcast as well and uh, i'm yep. sure a lot of people be interested henry what do you think about that because you're a star wars fan aren't you yeah I, I actually never got into the galaxies um i literally uh, i had tried it like one time i think i like i walked like the longest like uh i don't know path and like all i did was <laughs> reach like one side of like wherever i was to the other side and i was like this thing is vast. Mm. And like, I left it at that. I didn't get into galaxies, uh, you know, but uh, I was aware of it. Cool. Uh, I'm a Star Wars fan. I'm just not into, like, I I don't play galaxies. I mean, Star Wars, yeah, Star Wars is like so vast of a, of a universe, right? That, I mean, how many, how many branching stories, games, and all this other stuff can you just, you know, mine out of that franchise alone, right? And, we're gonna find out disney owns them right yeah right well hey they find that limit (laughs) i think that cow is gonna be milked for a long time (laughs) yeah yep yep yep. and our generation will die and then they'll just reboot everything and it'll be fresh again so skywalker will be the new hotness in about 20 years (laughs) yeah i can't get that picture on my mind the new hotness (laughs) luke skywalker Okay, we got Dusty. Uh, goes by Gregory. I by his real name. Hi all. He's waving. Sleek is waving in the chat here on the YouTube side as well. And uh, we welcome you guys. Appreciate you guys being here. And uh, the one that I don't see, and I would be remiss to say, uh, is is Dark Dad. It's past his nappy time. I told him to go take a nap and come back, but I think he's gonna be down and out <laughs> for for the evening. But uh, let me uh, let me push this okay. along. Yes. What was that, Henio? <laughs> we're gonna have to we're gonna have to show his damn gif, you know his, <laughs> his gif or, or gif. Yeah, yeah. 
No, you got it right, GIF. <laughs> Damn. Yeah, he's always, he always puts that on the Discord. Yeah, we want you guys to uh to join up. Listen, this is I, I'm hoping that this podcast is gonna be very uh informative, enlightening. Uh I've been reading as much as I can uh on NFTs and and, and I want to start there. Uh, Mangry, if you're ready to go, I'm ready to 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 yep. jump on this. And uh, this is the main course that is on the play for this evening. Um, what are NFTs? <laughs> what does it stand for? Can, can I just say one thing? Yeah, I, I, I just I just want to put it out there. Go for it. I, while I, I crack I'll, my I'll sprite, be, <laughs> I'll probably be the devil's advocate in all this, and it don't is nothing you personal. Will. <laughs> I just again, I'm just jumping into this. I have no no idea about NFTs, so I'm I'm sort of going, what the hell type of guy? Okay, yeah. so you, you know, for sure, yeah. Thanks. And, <laughs> and, and thank you, Hanya, because I'm I'm trying to walk the line. I have my my opinions and and I guess my presuppositions as to things. And the more I've been reading, the more I've been swaying. And I'll be honest, just to one side. But you know, I want to hear Mangry because. Um, Mangry before the uh before we hit uh live on on the uh the button here for the stream um Mangry is is younger than us <laughs> he's starting <laughs> now and so we're we're a bunch of gray heads I always say that here you me and 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 Jay um so I really want to see what others are seeing that necessarily might not be in in my generation and therefore might not appreciate or see this beyond what you know what we what we're seeing you know what i'm saying but yes please yeah. be that that devil's advocate this evening so i can uh, mediate between y'all so Magri, what are nfts so nft is a you know kind of as a layman's um definition is the exact what it stands for is non-fungible tokens okay um so there's fungible and non-fungible tokens. And kind of the way I equate this is that if, um, and there's a lot of different ways of relating this, the way I think about it and keep it straight in my brain um, is let's say you have in real life terms, you have paper, right? Paper can do a lot of different things. It could be a blank sheet of paper with a pencil next to it in front of you, or it can be a dollar bill in your wallet. Mm -hmm. So there's kind of two different aspects to that that I'll use as an example. So let's talk about dollars, right? I have a dollar in my wallet, you have a dollar in your wallet. They're two separate pieces of paper you know, potentially printed at different places, different times and all of that. Um, two unique pieces of paper, but they're seen and valued by everybody as the same, right? So they're they're different pieces of paper, but they represent the exact same value to everybody universally, essentially. Uh, there's no difference. I could give somebody a dollar, you could give somebody a dollar. They're not going to reject mine over yours or anything like that or value yours over mine, right? That's a fungible token. So the, basically there's, many replicants of it um and it all holds the same value and meaning to anybody who sees it you know obviously aside from specific collectible you know currency we'll we'll ignore that and set that aside as a fringe case right okay now if we're looking at you know blank sheet of paper you and i each do a drawing on it that's more of a non-fungible token because it's never going to be the exact same way that you draw it um there's going to be minute differences and there's going to be a difference between how i do it versus how you do it mm -hmm. so in in crypto um basically the way nfts work is you have an nft which is is essentially an alphanumeric key that is a pointer that points to a media file now that that alphanumeric key represents a 
um, kind of an address on the blockchain. Um, so other um, aspects of crypto has addresses as well. Wallets, um, for example, um, used for transferring cryptocurrency and NFTs have their own alphanumeric address. Um, so there's a lot of different aspects to that, including the, the currency itself, right? So you have um, all these different cryptos in the mix. Now, the 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 biggest, um, you know, as far as market cap and the one that has the most visibility for better or worse is Ethereum in the NFT world. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Bitcoin's probably, you know, if we're purely talking crypto, it, NFTs aside, um, Bitcoin is the king, obviously, right? That's the top market cap. That's it's kind of the OG and the, the one that everybody knows. Right. Um, but if you get into NFTs, Bit, Bitcoin doesn't. There, there's some like auction houses and stuff like that that support using Bitcoin. Um, from how I understand it, but those NFTs don't really like live as um, tokens on the blockchain. Um, if that makes sense. Yeah. So, in crypto world, basically, you have an NFT. Um, that you do when you create it, it's called minting, which is basically assigning that key and the data behind that key um, to a point on the blockchain. Um, so when you mint it, it becomes a basically a um, a unique address that is unlike any others on the chain mm-hmm. um, and is validated as such. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah. So so let me let me rewind. Hang on. Jump in here. Feel free to interrupt me, even in in, in mid thought as well. If you have something, um, we we might be on the same thought pattern. If anything, so so non fungible tokens, right? They once you create this NFT, right? This non fungible token, then there's a specific uh, digital code that's assigned to that. Yep, that specific item, and so that's. Is that what makes this NFT unique in itself that it has that one specific code and that code will not be replicated and assigned to another, even if there's a thousand of the same ones of the same NFTs? Correct. Yes. The the work of art or whatever it may be. And, and I'll use the, I'll use an art example because that's how the space that I'm most into, but Mm -hmm. the. I do want to make sure we highlight too that NFTs can be used for the NFT is the token itself, right? Mm-hmm. The the most prevalent use or or you know certainly in what's communicated in news articles and things like that is that it's all tied to art. Mm-hmm. Um, really, it's tied to a media file traditionally, um, right. which could have been anything from a JPEG to a, a wave file to um, you know all sorts of different things. There's there's a lot of possibilities for it to the future, which we'll talk about. Yeah, in a which. Which I am glad that you brought up because that was going to be kind of like my my intro slash, slash segue where I was going to ask you, and I guess I'm going to ask you, how long have these been around and, and are they found on other platforms? And you just mentioned here art. Yep. So, so, yeah. so, so this is not anything new that's popped up on the scene. So it's something that's been around for a couple of years now. Um, so... It, Ethereum was really the thing that put um, NFTs on the map, um, but there are other black blockchains. Um, mm-hmm. So the the blockchain that I operate on is is uh, a relatively newer one that's had NFTs since uh, maybe August or something. I came on the scene in September, and they were still they were established um, a lot of the OG brands, but um, still a relatively new space. 
Um, I think like it, over this past summer um, is really when they started picking up steam with um, with NFTs on that particular blockchain. But they've been around in the Ethereum space for a bit. Um, and probably the two most prevalent kind of OG brands um, that you hear about a lot are either CryptoPunks um, and Board Ape Yacht Club, um, mm-hmm. which is is kind of the one that you see in the news now too. You see celebrities buying up Board Ape, Board Ape Yacht Club um nft portraits and stuff like that that um and then they change their twitter profile to that or whatever um that that's kind of the the uh louis vuitton gucci rolex type brand of the mm-hmm. nft space right it's the the status symbol type brands at this point okay um but but when things first started out you know like that um on ethereum at least one of the i think at least uh crypto punks this is before my time but i think at least crypto punks if not board eight ape yacht club too were both free mints so like as you know they were i don't know exactly what the supply numbers on those but it's in the thousands so basically they would set up a mint and they're what what's called um the ones that you hear about the most often are, are generative um art mints which means that basically what they do is they have kind of a standard template of what um and, and the traditional one is a profile picture um or you know, a portrait type thing where there's a character there's a base kind of template for the character and then there's a lot of different attributes that character can take on in visual representation so what they mm-hmm. do from the art and technology front is they um have all of those different attributes and traits into um, different files and then they have a program that randomly generates those and they can build in certain rarities to um, desired traits that they want to be more you know maybe they have laser eyes on some of them and maybe that's more rare attribute than some of the other ones so what happens on mint day is they open up a website with a mint button people can come in pay crypto to mint a um, one of those profile pictures essentially and the computer program takes that and they automatically generate this uh mashup of characteristics for this template and they spit you out a one of a kind that won't be replicated in future mints um, as you go in so it might be a 10,000 mint uh or 10,000 item mint where they're um you know doing 10,000 profile pictures but none of them are going to be identical um is the idea yeah and, and I'm, I'm online right now and I'm, I'm looking at what you're referring to um i i'm looking at it from a, a site called larva larvalabs.com and then it shows crypto punks and it shows these profiles is that uh the what you're referring to here yeah yeah pretty much yeah and, and, and you could go into it and you can see the value of these profiles and uh yep and the i guess the cost of it and the bids and what and what side is that annual that you're on uh, um I'll, I'll put it on the chat there for okay to... cool yeah if you put it, it posted on the chat so, so Mangry, just to keep the conversation going and, um, and, and, and I'm glad the way that you're explaining it because it's, it's falling into place. It's kind of kindergarten. At least I'm, I'm still keeping up and I don't know if the guys in the chat, Dusty, Sleek, um, if you're following along, give us a thumbs up. Uh, but, uh, I do have a question to kind of rewind the tape a little bit. Um, sure. you answered my question about minting without me even answering it. It's exactly what it means. Mint, it means to produce. So that's when they go and they produce and they actually uh, put out this, for lack of a better word now, let's call it art. Um, mm-hmm. And so 
rewinding the tape a little bit, explain to us what is a blockchain? You said you was operating or working from a blockchain. So I'm not a, a huge tech expert on mm -hmm. on how all of it works together. <laughs> okay, but, uh, we'll, try, we'll try your best. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so, I mean, so I, I have a up. little bit of understanding by, but I was studying more on like the cryptocurrency and Bitcoin, sure. and 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 so I have a vague idea and understanding of what a blockchain is. Yeah, so it's essentially the the storage mechanism and and network for um, those cryptocurrencies. So usually those cryptocurrencies has a a network of their own that they use for um, make you know making and validating transactions, right? So Bitcoin has its own blockchain and is programmed specifically to work for that currency. Same with Ethereum. Same with Solana. Um, same with, you know, there's, there's a ton of them out there now, not all of them do NFTs, um, like I mentioned, but, um, it, it, if you take it up a, a level from NFTs and just talk about cryptocurrency, when you're looking at Binance or, you know, any of these like kind of crypto exchanges where you can, um, convert your, um, you know, country-based currency or whatever you have, or maybe even another crypto into a different cur uh, cryptocurrency for investment um or whatever you need to do with it um the, each of those things represents a blockchain and it basically the blockchain is the network that's used to um transact and validate transactions okay so so if if i wanted to bring it into the the material world kind of like if i travel to let's say another country or whatever i have my american dollars i go over to currency exchange that would be like the blockchain a representative you know, it's a place where I'm going to be able to um, exchange my currency for whatever the currency it is that I'm going to use to do these so transactions. That's more so the the exchange, the blockchain itself is really the network. Oh, okay. To each currency. Oh, okay, kind of. gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Okay. It's okay. safe to say that's where the mining happens. Gotcha. That's where the mining. That's where like pretty much anything that that results in um exchanging or creating anything related to that cryptocurrency happens mm -hmm. in that network right and that's composed by the people right that are actually doing the the selling and buying or trading or whatever it is that they're doing right yeah they, so i'm not again i'm not a huge tech expert but the way right. i understand it is you can stand up different nodes for validating um transactions and things like that as you go along which um, can be profitable in its own right um but it also the more and more nodes you get for validating transactions and things like that really drives towards that idea of true decentralization um which is what a lot of our DeFi, as you hear it called sometimes right. in the crypto world which is really taking this idea of like, hey, you, you know, we're going to be a truly international, um, you know, independent uh, economic ecosystem that isn't dependent on, you know, the, the strength of a government or, you know, the, the exports and things like that. And it's a little bit more independent of regulations and things like that for good reasons and some people for nefarious reasons but <laughs> but um but you know I, th I think the the spirit of it is in the the spirit of kind of decentralized kind of independence um you know with with crypto in general yeah I, I, and i've heard uh in in my own study and reading and and whatever i've heard that word 
over and over and over again. Decentralization. Decentralization is a is a big thing uh, around crypto. And is it as as big, for lack of a better word, with NFTs as well? Something that's decentralized. Would you classify it as that? Yeah, I mean, a the nfts and and the network that it's that those specific nfts are built on um are only as strong and valuable as the network they're built on right and and part of decentralization is um you know the independence factor but it also goes towards um you know kind of network stability too right so um you know, I, I think, hey, you know, you're at least in the IT world, right? And like, if you have a network of servers, you want um, points of redundancy, right? It's the same kind of idea that if you have a node go down, you want other nodes to be able to take the load and things to not bog down and, and slow down to a snail's pace um, just because of, you know, certain things happening. And actually, you know, we saw it, it, a bit of a market dip across all of crypto recently, too, because um, Bitcoin... Um, took a little bit of hit on some of their validators because of um, Kazakhstan and, and you know, kind of their turmoil going on over there, um, you know, as as far as their own civil matters. But it, basically their Internet got shut down. So there was some from what I understand anyway, is that there were some nodes that went down and things like that. And that caused a bit of a dip in crypto across across the board, because a lot of times if Bitcoin takes a hit, a lot of the other cryptos follow suit. Um, that that's due to the to the nature of usage right if people if you know if, if you're using it, it it becomes a trade chip right for you to you know for, for sure. your services for consumables whatever the case may be and because a a a, a state being down not using this cryptocurrency you know kind of says you know what what becomes of all that money that can't be used or in this case you know bitcoin that can't be used yeah, is that, yeah I mean, is that what drops the value of it? Because because it can't be used with Bitcoin. I would say it's usually fairly legitimate reasons that that things get. Um, so the the thing is with with various uh, coins and and cryptocurrencies in the market. Um, and I know I've had this conversation with with Sleeky Boy as well. Um, so I would say like if you're looking at just you know taking NFTs out of the picture, if you're looking at cryptos from an investment perspective, I think. The, the kind of two that that often get floated out there as as relatively stable are Bitcoin and Ethereum because they're relatively stable and mature um, at this point. Um, some of the lower ones that you know are super cheap, like a dollar or something like that, um, are. I generally say you know probably about ninety five percent of those are going to go to zero. Um, maybe five percent of them will move. And, and like really skyrocket and you'll get you a lot of money back on how you tell the difference between those is is a crapshoot <laughs> um but uh you know if so it's, it's just like the stock market though honestly so the, the kind of how i consider cryptocurrencies as an investment is it's treated like a currency but really it has the volatility of the stock market just without the safeguard of um if you have a bad day like you know there's a, a crash when the whole covid um, situation hit us and uh, you know new york stock exchange took a hit for example and, and there's been other events like this too where right. there's a huge sell-off to the point where they just stopped trading they closed down the market right to right. protect people's portfolios because it's seen as like people are panic selling 
we're going to shut this down and let people chill out a little bit and then open up trading again, right? In the crypto world, that doesn't happen, right? So if, if people panic sell, you know, it's there's nothing to really stop that slide um, necessarily. With the more mature cryptocurrencies, like you're not going to see Bitcoin or Ethereum go to zero. Uh, but with some of those little ones, you know, it's um, sometimes you get, you know, they're really just hyped up and then, you know, pumped up in price and then dumped um, by the people who hyped them up. <laughs> so um, say you, you want to be kind of cautious with some of those lower level ones. You can make a, a buttload of money. Um, you could also just not make any money and, and lose it. So generally speaking, it's, you know, with crypto investing as well as NFTs, you don't want to invest anything that you're not prepared to lose. Um, there's a lot of um, investment opportunities there. Some are exceptionally lucrative. Some are stable. Some are, um, you know, risky. So, you know, you want to kind of treat it like stock investing and things like that do your own research at all times you know they, there's a couple of acronyms you see all the time dyor and nfa do your own research mm -hmm. not financial advice you know anytime that you see somebody recommend um you know a particular crypto or an nft project to invest in um those are typically things and, and it's a, a good practice to be in to make sure that you're um you know doing your own research and looking into what you're investing in for sure yeah just a little observation here from a, a i was watching a, a youtube video about you know uh this whole cryptocurrency from 2012 i think was when the video came out um and there you know they were discussing about mining and you know the whole you know trying to get you know the cryptocurrency going like kind of you know fueling the fire so to speak with these you know with these uh tears I mean, Insane. I can't even, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, and 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 it took a hit today. It took a one point nine point three change, and this is Bitcoin. Um, but the amount of volume is forty five billion dollars. Yeah, man, it, it's That's like if you of, if you caught an IPO on Google times a hundred. Yeah. <laughs> you know, as far as like how much money you're into right now. So, so I guess what I'm trying to get at is if you bought something at a hundred dollars a Bitcoin in two thousand. Man, you're yeah. just sitting <laughs> on millions and millions of dollars, billions, yeah. probably if not, well, maybe a, a millions uh, of for of sure. dollars. And, and there's people who've done your yeah, for yeah. sure. And, and and the thing is, now you got this cryptocurrency money. Now you, I guess, I guess you could either exchange it out, like you, you know, you you, you change it to dollar like value, or, right? Or or you start using that currency with businesses. And start making it a standard form of currency, and this is what they were trying to do early right. in the early two thousands. They were trying to make it the 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 norm, so to speak. And yep. uh, you know, you got you got businesses now that you know that are, that are are accepting it and and using it as a as a real you know currency. Um, I'm just amazed at it. Uh, I don't I don't know if I ever will. I'm probably too old to to start, you know, being involved in it. I'm I'm really close to retirement. I consider myself really close to retirement. So I don't know, you know, if this is something that I'm gonna take my 401k and say, yeah, change it to Bitcoin. Yeah, <laughs> no, probably not. But <laughs> but, but it's it's um, it's. I think Mangry made a, a he brought out to the forefront, and I have it in the show notes, and I will say it here in the middle of this podcast. 
Any and all opinions are exclusive and solely to the one who's given it. It is exactly that opinions. We're not counseling, advising. We're not telling you, persuading you in any way, shape or form. This is just an educational piece that we're having here. We're having this conversation. Highly interesting because Mangri, you said that you use the word volatile and Bitcoin still remains that way, even though it's in the stratosphere right now because it's not it's not backed by anything really and so the impression that i get and i think henyo and i saw the same uh video or whatever it was that we saw a movie documentary whatever but um it gave me the impression that the people that got into this right from jump have rode the roller coaster the ups and downs and the all arounds are in it for life, like the long haul. Like it ain't one of those things that you just jump in and wait for the market to, you know, be favorable, cash out, run. That's it. Like with Bitcoin, with yeah. Bitcoin, that's the case. With, yeah. with some of the, the pump and dump, uh, altcoin is the family friendly um, term for it. But mm-hmm. yeah, like there's some that, that people will do just that though, is they'll, right. they'll ride it and sure. then sell off. And then that thing goes to zero and nobody ever cares about it. The, the more of the meme coins, right? Mm-hmm. But you're right. Like with Bitcoin, you know, it's you brought up a, a, a interesting idea though, is that like people... It's not backed by anything mm-hmm. um, it, other than the belief that people have in, in what it represents. Right. Right. To, to people, that idea, I mean, you could kind of say, like, why do we care about USD currency? It's not backed by gold anymore. We care right. about it because of the strength of our economy and the strength mm-hmm. of our military. Right. It's the only reason anybody gives a crap about USD outside of our own country, right? Right. Um, but, but in the Bitcoin world, sure, it's not a government that you're having faith in. It's what Bitcoin represents, or or what any crypto um, cryptocurrency represents, and and what it means from a technology perspective, what it means from a um, decentralized finance perspective. Um, you know, some people are in it for the grand experiment of it being just like, let's see what where the innovation can take this. Well, um, and that, people, and I'm sorry to interrupt you because I'm an old guy and I need to say it before I forget, <laughs> so forgive me. <laughs> but but <laughs> NFTs you know, tying it into NFTs, because this is what we're talking about. It's, you know, it seems like cryptocurrency NFT sort of somehow influence one another go hand in hand because of the similarities yep. that they have. But NFTs are also, if and correct me if I'm wrong, but can be perceived in the same manner as I perceive crypto coins. It's, it's the people correct. that yeah. give it the value. And so, I mean, I use a ridiculous example like, you know, where do diamonds come from, right? They come from deep in the earth and they're coal and whatever and they're pressurized and whatever. And then you get the shiny rock. But right. who gives value to <laughs> that shiny rock? Exactly. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's it's us and people read upon value yeah. as exactly. a society. Right. right. Yeah. And, right. and, and to kind of, you know, to kind of go with that thought pattern of, you know, like if we're talking about NFTs, NFTs, like I said, are stored on the blockchain, but they're also only bought and sold with that cryptocurrency. Traditionally, there are, there's some technology and some marketplaces that are working towards some multi-chain um, integrations where you can, you know, have uh, without having to go to an exchange and exchange to, you know, from Ethereum to Solana or whatever, 
and um, switch to it. There, there are working on um, there are projects that are working on that kind of technology. But for the most part, um, like I operate in Solana blockchain, um, and my NFTs are all minted on that chain. You can't buy my NFTs with USD. You can't buy them with Bitcoin or Ethereum. It can only be bought with um, Solana. Okay. Um, buying and selling always happens. Any of those transactions happens with it. So it, that's why I say like the NFTs that live on that blockchain, you have to have faith in that, that currency too um, and what it represents and where that network is going. Because there's also different, um, it's not like they're standing up these cryptocurrencies just for, for you know, kicks and gigs. They're they're doing it. Um, it's not like they're all based on the exact same technology. They all have different ways and different protocols um, from a, a computer and technology perspective of how um, that whole all those transactions take place, how the validations take place, um, and how all those smart tra- contracts are deployed and everything. So, um, Ethereum and Bitcoin, for example, are both built on uh, what's called proof of proof of work validation, which is it's a very thorough way of um, of validating transactions. It's also impeccably uh, inefficient um, as far as especially with the scale that both of those chains operate on today. And that kind of those inefficiencies lead to a couple different things. They lead to more power usage um needing in in a lot of these you know they tend to be run on overclocked gpus and processors and things like that for mining and transacting and validating um that means literally that they take more power to run that network it also costs more money so transactions um on those chains to validate are more costly and slower and also are um you know more energy inefficient than some of the newer chains that are coming out um, that run on proof of stake um, it, protocol, which uh, I'm not a tech expert again, so I can't um, explain the computer coding differences behind those other than the fact that um, proof of stake is more of a, um, it's seen as a, a widely accepted balance between um, thoroughness of validating transactions and and tokens um, against um, being substantially more efficient in how they operate uh, and it and this is where one of the things that for better or worse ethereum and the nfts that live on it the the big ones that you see in the news like um board ape yacht club and and crypto punks and things like that as well as all the other um brands of um art and projects and and various you know unfortunately scams and stuff like that that have happened on that chain too have led to everybody believing that all NFTs are terrible and destroying the environment. And like, if if you'd listen to Twitter, people not in the the, the NFT space think that I burned the whole rainforest to the ground single-handedly just by being involved with the NFT space at all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it is and and I'm sure that some of this stuff came up in the articles too. Is that particularly on the Ethereum chain, it's wildly inefficient in my opinion, mm-hmm. and the cost of transactions um is very high so to do a a transaction on any blockchain um particularly in the nft space which is kind of a layer lower than just um having uh you know just the currency itself 
there's a lot of uh, horsepower that has to go into transacting something like that on the Ethereum network, particularly how large they've exploded to the point where you, you hear a term called gas fees, which is essentially transaction fee to do anything, to move an NFT from one spot to another, to buy, to mint, any of that. The transaction fee alone, not even what you're paying for the NFT, can be a couple hundred dollars, give or take. It can be higher than that, can be lower than that, just to buy the damn thing. Um, so that's why like, I, I immediately was turned off to Ethereum because I'm not rich. Um, so I look to greener pastures, but the, the other upshot of that too, of, of looking at some of these newer chains that run on proof of stake is that it takes away a lot of that um, inefficiency and concerns over the environment for a lot of people that they have. Um, because I, at the end of the day, you know, a transaction on Solana is about tantamount to doing a Google search. Mm-hmm. So I see people flaming, you know, artists that choose to go into the NFT space um, that may even be in the Solana blockchain about how they're burning the rainforest. But really, those Twitter wars they're trying to get into are probably doing, uh, you know, using more power than it, it, it's costing that artist to do any of their work. It's, um, so it's, it's unfortunate that that it's seen in kind of that light because the the big the big dogs in the in, in the yard are the ones that um you know are that that's true for but that's not true for all NFTs or all blockchains. So. It, it's fascinating to me, right? When you you bring that up and you have this conversation, and I know that this information, I'm hoping that you guys who are listening, even after the fact, um can grasp some of this and I'm going to encourage you to go back, listen to it carefully because, um, you know, bad news or negative news, uh, or perceived, you know, uh, negative news spreads like wildfire. Right. And sometimes we just jump on the bandwagon and we don't even take a moment to hear things out, research things, and then form our own opinions about it. And, and hopefully this is what this podcast will help you do here on Drama Free Gaming and again on Anchor.fm and wherever you listen to your podcast on audio format, that would be DFG Podcast. Um, Mangry, let me let me ask you this. Um, so we've we've talked a lot about the blockchain, the system, the the minting and and the process of it. Um, how do you how do you get, or I should say, what do you get? when when you purchase or you sell an nft help me through that process sure yeah so and and this is i'm glad you brought that up too because this is another thing that i think people think it's all uh all the same and it's not um so just like anything um technology you see like widespread adoption and this is cryptocurrency and, and nfts are are moving at just a breakneck pace as far as how rapidly things change and evolve and innovate in the space. So I think the the big examples that you hear about and a lot of the reason why people um, you know shy away from it or think it's a Ponzi scheme at times or just a straight up scam is that the, a lot of the early adopters were these big generative PFP projects that um, would do these generative mints and it was you were just buying this piece of art and then you can um, you know, there may not have been much of a roadmap. Now, I'm not, you know, saying that the, you know, the, you know, the big name brands, I don't know as much about how their roadmaps are, you know, specifically like Board 8 Yacht Club, 
and um and CryptoPunks. those are still well respected in the nft world i don't really know much about their specific roadmaps but there were certainly a lot of projects early on that and and even some still pop up these days of where it's you're just buying that that nft of a you know that points to a picture of some laser-eyed animal that looks cool and if you like that art then cool you just bought something that you like and then it's unique to you um but a lot of people buy stuff like that too with the same kind of idea of some of those cryptocurrencies where they'll pump and dump them and um they'll they'll look at it as an investment of i can mint this cheap and then take it to secondary market and if the project gets enough hype i can just sell it for potentially a lot of money depending on the hype train also they could you know fall flat on their face or you know being crypto you know it's 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 an anonymous world a lot of times so right. unfortunately you do see scams just like you do in the real world right so sometimes you fall flat on your face and that that nft goes to market so it's like an extra layer of volatility deeper when you're looking at a project like that that um you know from an investment standpoint the big thing is you just don't want to be the last one holding the bag when that thing goes to zero if there's no roadmap to it mm. um so that was kind of the the original kind of template to it from my understanding and you, like i said you still see projects like that today but more and more as you go along especially those larger volume mints um you're starting to see utility in their roadmaps um so that nft beyond getting a cool piece of art with it the token itself has utility um so it may be a ticket to seat sit at um at the table and how that project gets steered and how they use money from royalties and money that was raised in the mint you know i've seen everything from people take those raises that they make from mint day to make a game i've seen them you know turn around and take every single penny that they made um you know besides their cost and donate straight to charity um i've seen you know people there's one um project that i'm uh involved in a little bit um that that has a few different aspects to it but one aspect of it is there's going to be um your uh nft can be potentially a ticket to get a um a bottle of uh gin and they're going to launch a gin brand where you know the first launch is going to be kind of a tokenized thing where you have to have the nft in order to get it right um so th there's people that are you know like that that are taking the the idea of that nft fundraiser um essentially and using it to fund um a, a business startup essentially and, and there's a lot of different directions they can take with it um and even the the token itself that alphanumeric key um has utility sometimes too and they'll do what's called the airdrops where they'll just send you um either you know a portion of their their holders or all of their holders airdrops of other nfts that may have different utility um or at times there may be reward sharing um and we're profit sharing although some of the projects are starting to steer away from that idea because it's um then you're starting to get into it being classified as security by the sec um and, and a lot of the marketplaces that uh secondary marketplaces that trade those ones don't want to deal with all the red tape that comes with being a marketplace that trades securities rather than just art um so a lot of times projects are now kind of starting to shy away from that but you see all sorts of stuff and then you also see um one of one artists that will do one you know standalone piece or um 
you know, which is what I do, you know, most of mine are just one of ones that, you know, aside from a, sometimes you'll see limited editions, like in the slideshow here, there's a, a, yeah. a banner that I did with the skull and the moon, that one, there's actually 10, 10 pieces of it. They all have different uh, alphanumeric keys, um, but it's the same piece of art for that. Um, so you'll see limited editions like that sometimes too, from smaller artists, where in that case, a lot of times you are buying it just to support that artist or, or the vision behind it. Um, I do have a little bit of utility built into my own project and how I structured it and the fact that my original holders from my first collection um, are eligible to get uh, airdrops from commissioned artists that I'm going to be working with. Um, so sometimes there's built-in utility, but sometimes, you know, with the one-of-one, -one, you know, smaller independent artists, you're really just, you know, buying it because you support that artist and you believe in that artist. Now, there's still a secondary market for it. Um, that's a little bit more traditionally for, you know, uh, mid to long-term, um, you know, value there and, and holding if you're going to resell. But a lot of times you're buying that saying, if this thing goes to zero, I still love the hell out of this piece. And I'm glad I supported this artist. Right. Um, so there's a lot of different, and, and I think that's really like the big point that I'm trying to make too, is that like the NFT is the token itself. And that points to a media file, essentially, which is usually the driver for people buying that that token. But a lot of people miss the whole idea that the token itself can have utility. Not always, but it, it, it certainly can be and is, you know, continuing to be utilized in that way um, to have different forms of utility beyond just the piece of art that you're buying. And I think people um, definitely lose sight of that and and forget or or don't research it deep enough to understand that this this space is moving so rapidly 2022 is going to be a wild year i think for for nfts because you're starting to see it already propping up into um you know even last year we saw it popping up a lot with with games that were built specifically on the blockchains using these nft tokens as fundraisers to develop uh to fund development of a game that is an independently you know run game that lives on the blockchain but now you're starting to see you know ubisoft and like some of these big name companies start mm -hmm. toying with the idea of of incorporating nfts of some way into their game so it's from the gaming perspective or really if you think about it um and i, and I don't think we're anywhere near this from a security and um stability perspective but you could even see things in the future where more mundane things are stored on some sort of a blockchain even mm -hmm. things like contracts mortgages marriage licenses things like that that um you know like i said this is way far off you know the, of this concept but you can start seeing this thing being kind of the foundation for a digital world going forward and storing things that people um have to track as a a unique asset really um so really we're just the things that we're seeing now with art being sold as nfts is, is the opening salvo really this is just tip of the iceberg stuff, and it's it's going to be wild to see where the space takes us from a utility perspective. I'm glad that you uh, mentioned that that a digital world, and a lot of people have you know, and I'm going to say my generation over here, us grayheads, <laughs> Henio, myself, Jay, and and those who might be listening, who um, we're here. Yeah, it's 2022. We come from a place where we remember where there was no cell phones, no computers, no internet. 
you know, we were there at the inception of those things and probably would have never imagined that we would be in a time and place where we are carrying a computer in our pocket and multiple times, <laughs> you know, m multiple devices on us. Uh, I just heard that the, uh, the Blackberry, you know what a Blackberry is? Not the fruit <laughs> or was, I should say, <laughs> you know, the Blackberry was, was this functional device that, I mean, it stuck around longer than it probably should have, but this year, January, they shut it down. Like finally 2022, but it was just a device that would give you text messages, would give you email, would give you phone calls. That was it. That's what you did on that device. And a lot of people thought that, hey, that was the best thing since sliced bread. And now here we are 2022 and they shut it down again. It survived longer than it should have because how long have we had iPhones, you know, <laughs> that do all those things and so much more. And so, yep. yeah, a lot of people still um, have uh, are still having difficulties understanding something like Game Pass or Netflix and not understanding that they're they're one in the same. It's a digital product stored on a server, stored in the cloud somewhere. You don't own a physical thing, but you have access to or you've purchased a key for permission to use that and it'll be there as long as that server is there. <laughs> right? That's yeah. that's that's how that works. That's a real rudimentary way of explaining it, but that's the world that we are living in. Not 100%, but the world that we live in right now and I believe is moving in that direction and that's why I wanted to have this talk about NFTs because it's so much more than this NFT, crypto, Bitcoin invading our space. I see it as an inevitable evolution. And I'll share this here briefly because I don't want to go into it. It's for another topic outside of this podcast. But let's just say I have another perspective coming from a um, coming from a theological perspective point of view and i'm just gonna leave it at that okay <laughs> um so for me it doesn't for me it doesn't startle me in that perspective i go oh this is inevitable <laughs> this is gonna yeah. happen whether it happens 20 years 50 years 100 a thousand years from now it's gonna happen and we're seeing all the 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 beginnings of it um you, you've hey, seen a lot of the I, same like pushback on it as as we saw with the internet, where yeah. people thought the internet was just going to be a fad. Now I'm not saying NFTs are going to have quite that magnitude of impact. Maybe they will, maybe they won't. But but it's a, it, it's reminiscent of that um, from from what I've seen. Yeah, I mean, what 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 thing that is new that comes out is shiny, and it somehow some way threatens to be either completely foreign to to the mainstream or is seeking to replace something else is met with open arms never yeah, I mean, and right. then you're always going to have you're always going to have the human element where there's going to be those that are going to exploit it they're going to get in they're going to get theirs they're going to get out <laughs> that's yep. human nature that's going to happen but i'm also hearing from you and i know Hanyo's hearing this but there's opportunity for entrepreneurship here 
an opportunity to be, um, uh, what's the word? Not, not just entrepreneurship, but what like, uh, what Bill Gates does like to be philanthropist. If you really yep. like hit a certain market or, or, or do well with this, you can do a lot of good. Oh yeah. And there's, there's whole projects that are built around the idea of, of being charity forward, right? Like there's, um, when I first came on the scene, um, on Solana, there was a, a project that launched called Trippin' Bunnies, um, I think is what it's called. Um, uh, but they, they basically, and they didn't even announce that they, they straight up did the mint as, um, cool art, cool generative art. It sold out in minutes. Um, I think even less than a minute. Uh, and I think it was like around 7,000 and change or something like that pieces that they minted. And then shortly after sellout, they announced, Hey guys, uh, surprise, we're donating all of this to charity. Um, and they, they, I think they donated to like national suicide prevention or something like that. Now they, they'll still make monies. I'm money. I'm sure off of right. secondary sales and royalties and stuff like that. But you see stuff like that happen and, um, it, it's, it's pretty cool. I mean, even in my own, I've done, you know, some charitable efforts within my own projects as well as um anybody from back in the mixer days um you know if you ever came across gaming.geek he's got a project called the mallows um that's uh little marshmallow characters and stuff like that that he's been working on as a solo project and he's got some um charitable efforts as well built into his um he's kind of my my partner in crime a little bit as far as uh, comparing notes and going on this journey together <laughs> but um you see a lot of that even even at um you know some of these projects they all kind of like have different focuses and roadmaps and it's it's pretty cool to see the diversity that we're starting to see i think now that's awesome henio do you have anything to interject or should i just ask the next the next question <laughs> first you gotta you gotta say your disclaimer uh you know the the whole uh you know, this is just opinions. And, and, <laughs> yeah. It's that so, time. It's been 15 yeah, minutes yeah. already. <laughs> More than 15 minutes, so you got to say that. Um, <laughs> I, and to me, personally, personally, me, I'm I'm almost glad that, like, I'm on the later half of my life that I don't have to worry <laughs> about committing to being involved in this technology uh, more so than I'm worried about my daughters uh, exposing my daughters to, to, to this set, you know, not mm. technology, but, you know, currency and, 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 and way to do, cause the generation that's, you know, in, well, I'm going to say in front of us, um, they, they need to know this stuff. They need to be exposed to this, right. you know, yesterday, last week, last month, last mm -hmm. year, um, because this is, I mean, it's evolving in 10 years. It's moving so you know, fast, right? Yeah. Yeah. We are where we are with Bitcoin. And, you know, for us, we could go, ah, it's not for me. You know, we got that luxury because we're so late stage in our lives. But for, you know, people in front of us, they they need to be part of this. They need to understand how this works now yeah. because this is what they're going to be dealing with. You yeah. know, in another, you know, when they grow up, you know, they might be their paychecks might be a different currency, you know, than, than just an American dollar because the, the world is becoming mm -hmm. one. And mm -hmm. what big currency does, it decentralizes it from a dollar, from a yen, from a peso, from a, a, a ruble. You know, it, it, it decentralizes that. And that that currency and that value of an F, NFT, you know, whatever they could do with it, um, you know, they need to be involved in that. They need to understand yeah. everything about it, you know. Um, I don't know. Yeah, that's, I think that's, we're, that's, we're moving rapidly 
the next couple of years, I think you're going to see it a lot more. It, there's a lot of barriers to entry right now. So, and this is actually a good, uh, both in understanding and getting into it from an investment perspective. And this is a, you know, probably I, dark data. I haven't been uh, totally ignoring your, your question in there <laughs> on how the heck do you get into the space and how do you get through the door? So uh, this is why you don't see uh, what I'm about to explain is why you don't see mass adoption of it yet. Mm -hmm. um, so mm -hmm. the way it works today is if you want to buy crypto, you go out to one of the big exchanges, Binance, uh, FTX, uh, Coin, Coinbase, I think is the other one. Uh, you know, there's a bunch of them out there, but those are the one, you know, kind of some of the big names. You go out there just like if you were buying stocks or something like that, but it's cryptocurrency. You convert your USD or your British pound or wherever you're at into um you know, you deposit it just like you would with an investment account. You deposit it into your finance account or whatever, and you buy your crypto. Now, if you're just in it for crypto investing, you can leave it there and you can watch the charts and buy and sell and trade to different currencies as you see, um, you know, currencies going up and down in value, whatever you need to do, just like the stock market, right? To go into NFTs, you got to go a layer deeper because most of those exchanges um, don't support NFTs yet um i think we're starting to get there yeah, you know i think coinbase has started releasing their own nfts ftx has added some to their market um so i think we're getting a little bit closer to that idea of um you know being able to just go on like amazon and buy an nft but it's it's a while off still um so today what you would have to do is go buy your cryptocurrency and then you have to set up what's called a crypto wallet or a wallet um, is usually just what people refer to as short um, that handle that specific currency as well as store NFTs um, because most of those main exchanges, while they do have wallet tokens to them that you can send and receive to, um, it's really just all in the background and points into your, your account. It doesn't really handle, and it just handles the currency, not the NFTs. So like in the case of Solana, um, the, the, the blockchain that I operate on, um, the main one is Phantom, Phantom Wallet, which is basically right now, it's a Google browser extension um, that, that you manage through it. Um, and they're, they're coming out with a mobile, um, a mobile application shortly here, probably in the next few months. Um, they have a beta version out right now for iOS that's in closed beta. So from there, you have to transfer right. your cryptocurrency. What's that? Uh, I'm sorry. What was the, the wallet name again? Phantom is the one uh, that I use. That's probably the most uh, trusted one on the Solana network. If you're talking Ethereum, I think it's called MetaMask um, is the one that is the big one over there. Um, but essentially what you do is you buy your crypto in the exchange and then you send that crypto to that wallet. Now that it's in that that nft wallet then you can go and you know either a project's website if it's minting um and you can go and mint um straight from the chain or you can go to a variety of different secondary markets um where you can buy um those nfts from either other people or um sometimes smaller projects like myself i'll just post stuff straight to it i don't want to mess with uh, you know i'm not a web developer so i don't want to build the whole front-end website and you know all the back-end code it takes to mint and stuff like that there's some marketplaces like the one that i'm on is called exchange.art um where you know you can i can mint stuff straight to the marketplace and storefront that i have there 
That way people can just buy straight from there without having to get a randomly generated mint or something like that. Um, so it's what I just explained is not easy for a lot of people to understand or wrap their heads around how all of that works. Um, so that's why you're not really seeing much wide adoption yet. But I think there's a lot of stuff that's coming down the pipeline that's going to move it closer to, um, you know, being able to basically just put in your your MasterCard and buy an NFT. Um, so it's we're we're not there yet. Um, but, you know, I think the closer we get to that, I think we'll see more of that widespread adoption. Uh, it's interesting because being in the space, I encounter people of all ages right so i get you know young bucks that are like you know high school or college and then you know you get people that are that are older um than, than i am as well so it's you encounter everybody but i there's one guy in particular um this guy nate that that operates he's got a couple projects on the ethereum blockchain as well as just had involvement on the solana chain and uh he he's in college for art and like he's kind of been involved in the space but he's like been working with his professors and they've been open to incorporating it into their curriculum to the point where they're building a project as a nice. team both from a coding perspective and development perspective as well as the art so we are starting to just barely start to see it being incorporated into um at least at the college level um that fortunately they're not totally uh ignoring because I, I agree with you Hanyo. i think it's it's something that people even if you're not going to get, you know, just dive right in face first, it, it's good that people at least understand at a high level what it is, what it stands for, and what it can be utilized for, and have an open mind of the directions that it can take into the future as well. Yeah, I'm absolutely, I, like, I, I would definitely, if, if I could, you know, I would definitely, like, take $100, put it inside the big, I know that would probably lose its value there, but, or, you know, the other way around. I, I would just to try it out to see like to purchase something with with cryptocurrency to, to see the functionality of it i would definitely like probably put money into that right i wouldn't be looking into an investment thing of it but you know to just dabble in it to see the mechanics of it of opening an account transferring money spending money buying something you know that part i would definitely be interested in it and and you know yeah. trying something simple um i think i tried it with mint you know i i think we talked about mint you know so late early last year and you know the whole investment you know project and stuff like that and and you know i i i started out with just like 20 bucks in mint it was something to just try out um i invested in my company and it, it did pretty good and you know I, not the money's actually still there i haven't i haven't even touched mint in like seven or eight months I just left it there. It's like, it's just, I guess, yeah. money there. Um, but the whole experience of it, you know, the exposure to it, again, I'm late stage in my life. I don't know if I would want to, you know, start creating, you know, uh, doing NFTs and, and you know, yeah. trying I to make more money in, in, in crypto. <laughs> yeah, no, and I don't blame you for that at all. I, I mean, I generally the guidance that I give people that if you're, looking just to dabble or if you're looking um potentially into investing in either crypto or uh if you're in it for the nfts and looking to to dive into that space um i generally steer people away from ethereum um at this point now now full disclosure ethereum like i said works on this kind of um I don't want to call it archaic, but in crypto terms it is kind of archaic because of this breakneck speed that everything moves at this old um 
protocol of of proof of work. Now they are um, there's theoretically a Ethereum 2.0 revamp that's going to shift it to proof of stake. Um, that's going to make things substantially more efficient, both from an energy usage as well as cost of transactions. But in its uh, originally, they were targeting I think uh, end of last year, early this year. I you know I think it got pushed out about a year. Who knows? Who knows when we'll actually see that come around? Um, but in its current state, if you're looking to get into that, I shy people away from there just because, like I said, they, the cost of transactions is just stupid unless you're rich. Um, so I generally steer people towards Solana or there's other networks like uh, Tezo and, and a few other ones where you see um, you see NFTs starting to crop up. I think Solana is a good one because it, the cost of transactions is minimal um you know even to mint it might cost me a couple bucks um but that's about it um certainly not the two to three hundred to four hundred dollars that depending on you know how much traffic is going on that it would cost on ethereum just a mint um so that's generally the network that i advise people um to go towards or something similar there's other networks too that have good nfts on it with good projects good artists um and, and good people doing stuff beyond just art um but those ones are good ones that if you want to dabble um you don't have to have uh, a huge wad of cash you don't have to be a billionaire um you know buying you know some a, a profile picture for a quarter million dollars right in solana you can buy stuff you know there's things much more inexpensive there are things that are expensive and and highly valued and kind of blue chip nfts but um there's a lot of opportunity there and it's a it's an early space in some of those other nft blockchains um that i think that they're not only just status symbols um like a lot of stuff on ethereum they hear about in the news is not that everything on ethereum is by the way you know there's there's a lot of great projects on ethereum um i just don't roll with that kind of stacks of cash for for nfts so yeah, I, I'm I'm with Heno in in the sense of, uh, you know, to be informed, to be self-informed and self-aware and educated, and not just you know look at something again that's brand new and might be foreign. And because we are on an an opposite spectrum, where we're like, okay, we're we're ready to ride off into the sunset. <laughs> and so, uh, but yeah, but we we still have uh, young adults that that we still uh are are very much responsible for and i i was just saying this to uh to my uh, 16 year old uh daughter i was saying i wish they would have taught me in school this you know and 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 named the thing because it would have been so useful for me to actually have known that and implemented that i learned that now that i'm older and i think with the way things are moving so fast in our society with technology and and that you know you can miss it within your generation and and it could change three four five times and you wouldn't even be aware of what's happening yeah let me ask you this uh you, you got a couple of kids there that one's in college maybe two you have two in college my three are done. <laughs> they did seminary okay, okay. and everything. They're working. They're getting okay, ready to get perfect. married. Two of three. <laughs> perfect. What is their exposure level to stuff like this? Zero. Zero. I, to my awareness, 
This is their prime. This is their prime. This is it. And, and let me tell you. Can we honestly say they're late to the game? They might be. And let me tell you. And and I have of of the three of the four, again, the one that's still at home, but all three of them went through this course called uh Financial Peace University, which was fantastic. I, I exposed them to it in my late age, and it's helped me get out of like debt completely and it kept them free from credit cards free from debt free from you know all this consumerism and all this other stuff and they've developed these these they're using the tools even today to to have their iras they're already rolling their iras and savings and all this other stuff and again i'm listening to what mangry is saying and i'm like this is so much bigger than somebody posting a video Again, I'm not critiquing anyone. Everyone's opinions is their own, solely their own. We're not counseling, advising, do what you want, get the clicks, whatever. That's not what I'm about. I'm, I'm about let's educate and be educated. Let's have an honest conversation about what this is, if it is something. And this right here to me is so much more than we don't want NFTs in our games because they're just loot boxes. Will you agree with me? Mm. I mean, I, if if we're going to isolate, I kind of hate saying or following up with that, but can an NFT be considered in a game, a loot box? So I'm, I'm super interested to see how they implement it. Right. Because I haven't had to, in, in truthfully, they haven't really come forward too much. Like the the big like AAA studios that have like come out and said, "Hey, we're kind of looking at this. We might use it in the future." They haven't said specifically what they're going to use it for. Mm-hmm. Um, I can say from from some of the games that have been built on chain, um, you know, within you know the crypto space, a lot of times the you know upfront mints that you do are characters or items that you can use um within the game so it's it's more so um like skins and items and things like that um so still going towards that idea of like i know a lot of people also just don't like microtransactions in games either um so it's it it depends on how it's implemented i think it very Mm -hmm. well could be hey here's a random mint and you get an item and you can use that in a game um and that is essentially a loot box um, but it could also be um, a marketplace where you're buying exactly what you see in front of you. It's just going to be an NFT and it, it'll be interesting to see how it goes because you might even see characters that you can um, mint on a chain, but then, you know, use it in one game. And then, you know, if I want to take that character into another world, I can take it. You know, maybe Ubisoft has something that you can uh, you know, a character skin that you can mint and not only can you use that in division, maybe you can take it into the, you know, splinter cell or something like that. Mm-hmm. It kind of depends on how it gets implemented and what kind of utility they bring to the table with it. Yeah. Um, and, and I think that, um, since, since we're cracking this door open and stepping through it with, with gaming specifically, I mean, we had, we had square Enix at the beginning of the year announcing, Yep. Ubisoft already taking a a crack at it with uh, Ghost Recon, uh, with their Ghost Recon IP. 
Um, Sega just recently said they were going to dabble, and but they're kind of like on the fringes. So my first thought is with these companies, regardless of who they are and what their reputations are, and you just can't, you know, shun or, or, or turn a blind eye to any of these companies. My first thought is they're about making that money. <laughs> that's, that's first and foremost. And yep. if NFTs or call it whatever you will is out there for them to profit, that's what they're looking for. So again, there's nothing wrong with that. I'm not saying that, but to yeah. my understanding that NFTs, and like you said, uh, Mangri, they, they're figuring out or trying to figure out, I think it was Capcom or no, it was Konami. Was it Konami and, and Jay who's in the chat, he can correct me. Uh, Konami just had an auction for the 35th anniversary of Castlevania. And they were, they put out for the celebration of the 35th anniversary, which where there was a, a lot of people in a big uproar about, oh, this is the 35th anniversary. And pretty much Konami is um, spitting on the face of the series and the fans and blah, blah, blah. But they had a, a an auction where they were putting out these NFTs on specific artwork and even like short clips of uh the og games um from this castlevania ip and even uh like like uh mp3s music specific music that they were putting out there they were yeah. not implementing nfts into the game they were taking assets yeah, that they, they own taking assets and, exactly. and selling them yeah yeah exactly and so i mean i'm looking at it now and i'm like they can do that if they want. That's their IP. And if people are going to purchase it, then what's the problem? Yeah, that that's kind of how I see it, too. And, and Sleek brings up a good point, too, that I was actually going to bring up, too. And he just kind of beat me to the punch in chat. Mm -hmm. uh, but, but I see that, you know, Counter-Strike has had um, skins that you can buy in game, which we're used to. But they've also had secondary markets for it that you can buy and sell them. Um, mm -hmm. So, yeah, like, this is not a a new concept of being able to buy a microtransaction and then take that, that item and then also be able to sell it on a secondary market if you want. Um, so that, that's something that it's not a new thing. It's just, this is crypto currency version of that. Um, and that's what people hate. <laughs> you now, know, so let let it, me ask it, you this, Mangu, to be more, like, to be more specific. Do you think, that these companies again i'm gonna name them ubisoft uh square enix let's throw ea in there i'm sure there's somewhere in there you know all these companies that are again no, nothing wrong so with this they just haven't said anything about it yeah. yet <laughs> <laughs> well you know they're still dealing with loot boxes but <laughs> um but all these companies that are profitable and that's what they're about being profitable nothing wrong with that okay do you think that they're going to take NFTs and they're going to prey on people uh, because there's this thing called FOMO, the fear of missing out? Mm -hmm. what, what do you think about that? I mean, that definitely, in your opinion, does that play a part in all this? I mean, not even so much introducing NFTs in a 
in a constructive, user-friendly, you win, I win situation, but preying and feeding on that FOMO. Oh, for sure. And, and, and you see, you see, so I think those established game companies are, it'll be interesting to see what they do because I think they're already getting backlash from a lot of people just by saying the, the acronym NFT in the same sentence as any other news related to their games whatsoever, other than if they were to say, we're never doing this again, that's literally the only thing they can say within regards to NFTs that's not going to get a backlash. So even if their their uh, intentions are constructive, like, you know, kind of some of the examples we just talked about, um, I think that they're going to catch some flack um, and I think that doing something like a true FOMO now in, in, purely in the NFT world, there's absolutely, you know, people who FOMO into to projects because they're like, oh, I don't want to miss out on this in case this is the one that moons. Um, mm -hmm. And then, you know, sometimes, unfortunately, you even get, you know, people that that rug out and scam um, people and then they lose out because they FOMO'd in when they should have done more research. Right. Um, but. I think brick and mortar, you know, the, these big established companies are going to have a harder time doing that um, in regards to, you know, just taking the money and run. But but I think that, yeah, I mean, they, they could, depending on how they're implemented, you know, certainly if they're secondary markets um, and things like that, you know, these limited time events, hey, you can buy this cheap now. And then, you know, if there's, you know, people hype in saying, you know, hey, this could could be worth $100 and you're buying it for 20 Go ahead and buy it. You know, you might make money off this. You know, we'll see. We'll see because I think um, in its current state, I think a lot of companies are being exceedingly cautious about um, NFTs because of the backlash that people give to even the, the mere mention of, of the acronym, like I said, because mm -hmm. of stigmas around it, justified or otherwise. Um you know, again, I'm not going to come in here and say that nobody's ever been scammed in the NFT world. I'm not going to say that, um, you know, more inefficient blockchains are are um, energy inefficient. And, you know, probably that does have a, a, a an environmental impact, you, you know, but there's there there's give and take to all of that. You know, yeah. there's a lot of good in the space, too. And not NF, not every NFT is the same thing or has the same purpose or anything like that. So I think it it we could see exactly what you're talking about. I think they're going to have a tough time pulling that off out of the gate um, just because of, of kind of the mentality around NFTs currently. Mm. But then again, you know, these are also gaming companies that are, you know, that take multiple years to develop a game. So they could be saying, Hey, we're going to have NFTs in some of the games we're starting to develop because they know inevitably that as soon as they start get working on that code and start working on that integration, if they're doing it in the foundations of their games, that stuff's going to leak and that news is going to leak out. So I think they're trying to get ahead of that and saying, hey, we're going to do it. Um, so, you know, three years from now, the mentality around NFTs may be much more different to allow those companies to take advantage of FOMO and, and things like that. And I think it's going to depend on the studio and the developer of how much we see them uh prey on people like you said you know versus um you know it's it's like loot boxes and and all that stuff versus other microtransactions today you know it's it's tough as more and more games go free to play you know those 
game developers have to pay you yeah. know and, and like i think for games that we enjoy as gamers we we want to see our developers drive around in fancy cars and making lots of money if they want because because they're making a product that we love right but we don't want to take them you know to be taken advantage of either right so right it's, it's a fine line and we'll see how how well they run that line yeah the the, the human element is is present in everything that we do right and everything we're involved in and so it 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 boils down to that you know what is your what is your fellow man <laughs> going yeah. to do and how are you going to react or respond to it in in like you know and and in turn uh guys we're coming up on an hour and a half here the time i don't know for me has has flown by there's been a it started off as a trickle and then has become a a fire hose but i think i'm 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 good i'm still good to go on henio how you feeling i'm all right are you, I, I you mean, still with well, us you still here wealth of information in this episode <laughs> yeah we, we're definitely going to have mangry back uh who knows maybe a couple of months from now and 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 maybe revisit this i would love to revisit this as we gain more knowledge and we're on this trip together uh sure and maybe even um like henio said experience by doing the hands-on ourselves and maybe uh you know putting some some money into this just to get that experience and whatever so that i mean i i want to be able to educate uh at least my own kids and expose them and make them aware of it because i don't think they are at all yeah. uh and and i, I gotta walk space. this conversation yeah. too thinking that i i think both of you guys would would uh, find some interest just purely even if you didn't invest anything just seeing some of the different ways people are using the technology and the ideas behind it um just because it's it, it's evolving so rapidly and that um the technology aspect of it even is is pretty rad yeah um, for me it's that you hit it on the head Maggie. Yeah. for me it's it's not the uh making the money um it's it's more about how does it work and and i'm fascinated to to even think that there's something like this that uh that exists and it is it's evolving like at light speed it's it's moving so fast um that yeah you can miss it it could be here today gone tomorrow and you wouldn't even know that it even existed i mean i i didn't know this whole thing about crypto and less about nfts before we got on the mic but uh but guys, if you're listening here, whether live now, I appreciate Sleek and Dark Dad who are in the chat. Dusty was with us here. I don't know if he's still here or he passed out. But if you're listening to this on the replay, whether here on YouTube.com forward slash Drama Free Gaming, we appreciate you hitting that like, hit that subscribe. If this has been informative, entertaining, uh, we're definitely going to have Mangry back on the screen. You're seeing... Uh, some gameplay of a game called The Last Stop. I didn't mention that earlier. Um, it is on Game Pass. Very interesting. And uh, just go check it out. It's on Game Pass if you have it. Uh, as well as some of the NFT that has been produced by uh, Mangry himself. Mangry Gamer. Um, and so all his information, his links will be in the description below this video here so go check him out and uh go show him some love and again 
Like Daniel said, 15 minutes has passed by. So <laughs> all opinions and everything that we're sharing is just that it's opinions. We're not here to persuade one way or another. It's just to uh, be uh, educated and to hopefully educate others and bring some awareness to this and not just, you know, bring out some uh, fanatical uh, titles so that you can give us a bunch of clicks. But we appreciate the likes. We appreciate the subscribes. And uh, I think we're over 406 subscribers last time I checked. Who knows? Who said we should push for like 10,000 by the end of the year? Who knows? Maybe maybe this will be the year, right, Henio? <laughs> so, Let's blow it up. <laughs> yeah. But um, since I think we got maybe about another half hour, because that's what I'm looking at gameplay here before this tape <laughs> loops, uh, maybe about 20 minutes, if yeah. you're good with that. Um. Let me ask this. So do you, uh, Mangri or, or even Henio, in everything that we've discussed, uh, do you believe that there's a viable place uh, in, in gaming or will that ever happen uh, where it's going to benefit the gamer? I, I think it could. You know, I think, it, like I said, it, it would be interesting that if you start seeing... Um, games you know tie into the same blockchain you know every game is built on different code and different engines right right but if if you get certain games like i said earlier you know there's opportunities within the same um you know kind of universe even if there's different franchises and you know right. so i'll use the example of ubisoft with the tom clancy universe and stuff like that there's opportunities that if they wanted to they could they could program in character models. They would live as NFTs that you could take interchangeably between game universes rather than have to buy skins that may exist on, on different games. Now, it'll be interesting to see that, that, that line that game developers build, you know, and how they ride it between providing utility and convenience to gamers versus making money right mm -hmm. because at, on one hand they don't really want to do what i just said because if they can make you pay for the same character in two different games they want to do that because that's more money in their pocket right but they they also get goodwill and probably more game sales by doing something like that because um it's like you know from a gamer's perspective it's like cool I, you know now i may dive into this other game in the franchise because I can take my character. Of so I think there's opportunities from a technology perspective to leverage having a unified NFT be a character or uh, an item in different games across multiple titles. It's just a matter of whether they see NFTs as just another way to get microtransactions or if they can do it as a you know truly bring a unique utility beyond just using um you know country-based currency to buy an item in a game kind of depends on how much they leverage that that extra utility right well i mean like like you said and and i wanted you to kind of like revisit that because you made a great point that if you have a company like ubisoft again who has uh these ips they're developing in-house that's more viable. And again, I'm not a developer of code or anything, but it, it kind of makes more sense that 
it's more viable for them to have these NFTs that would transfer and be accessible amongst their own IPs in-house uh, because then it starts getting into the spending money and getting into agreements and licensings if you take it outside of uh, your game and your IP and let's sure. say yeah. Ubisoft wanted to share with EA or vice versa, then it gets complicated real quick and, ex and expensive, I would imagine. Uh, yeah. And, and yeah, at the end of the day, again, it's that bottom line. <laughs> They're looking to make that money. So yeah, uh, I, I think there's a lot of utility and, and, and opportunity to be leveraged there too in, games that are built independently from the ground up as being on chain and, and leveraging and start seeing like like indies right they'd start thinking yeah, about we, that we've already indies. seen that um, right in, in space so there, there's you know, you know there's a game coming up called botborgs for example that uh that i think that there may be some opportunities for uh on the solana chain i know there's some on ethereum where they're you know they're doing things like i said of like doing mints of um profile pictures or characters or something like that with the idea of in the roadmap you can use that stuff in the game but they also use that as a fundraiser to develop the game and pay their developers and everything like that so it's um you, you know sometimes i i shy away from some of the projects that are like that because building a game is very um intense and complicated mm -hmm. and that's you can find somebody that's an artist and they can do the art and sell their art. Finding somebody that can, you know, act as a game developer and actually make a product that you want to actually play um, is sometimes a taller order. Mm. Um, sometimes those roadmaps are looked at a little bit more hesitantly. Um, but I think more and more going forward, I think that, that there's going to be opportunity for more and more indies to be built out of that by people who truly understand the technology, who are embedded in the space, that have relationships with other projects. We're already starting to see it where there's, um, you know, certain projects where their NFTs can be used um, to build a virtual reality world that has integrations in with Oculus and things like mm -hmm. that, where you can take character models or your NFTs and display them. But in the future, if you're having 3D models, you can actually use those characters in that world. And then maybe you can take that NFT and build it, you know, and use it in a game. So the, uh, I think that that games that are built in the space, they can build those relationships with other projects and are, are really the ones that are going to be able to be poised to take advantage of that, that kind of cross-channel functionality. It's just a matter of finding that balance of people being embedded in the space and understanding that technology and understanding those other projects that they can build cool relationships with combined with the the game development talent that's housed in a lot of these triple a um uh developers finding that balance of talent in a dev house like that and the awareness and um you know understanding of the technology of a project that's built around that blockchain um i think finding that balance is going to be really where the sweet spot's going to be for leveraging what you're talking about where we have nfts being utilized in a in a pro uh gamer rather than just a, a cash grab for the dev yeah i was i was thinking uh and henry I'll, I'll let you uh jump in here but um i was thinking just that when you was breaking that down what how would it be if there is a a 
who knows when in the near future a a neutral uh developer with with maybe some universal uh tech uh software that you know these companies can say hey can you build this character and this model and this thing in here and then that could be like the hub that would distribute and and make that possible uh to interject these nfts from these different uh developers and companies into each other's games um you know that that would be i mean that's just one of of many uh thoughts i'm sure that people much smarter and with much higher pay grades than me uh, have already thought and probably are hammering out as we speak and you you was going to say something i mean just chiming in with collaborations with artists into the game you know and and maybe the company kind of making money off that or uh, so so they invite well-respected or well-known artists uh into the part of the game um the artist provides the nfts and and the artwork required and they split the profits you know and that's just another making machine that big companies that like sony or you know you know whatever ea could could say you know what um you're well respected in the community and we're willing to to you know to kind of collaborate with us in this game provide your artwork and we'll split the the, you know the 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 money yeah it's a whole like other branch right like a whole other department within their department right that could that could just be formed and bring on these talents I, i i'm thinking about you know how back in the days uh like i think it was nintendo that i was watching some sort of um again film or documentary there was a specific guy that and and this is back in the days when the artwork was done by hand i mean they were drawing it out and, it and uh, i think his audio dropped uh, okay what's that yeah. i'm still here you hear me <laughs> anyways okay. i'm still here now i'm still here you can hear me <laughs> Okay. Yeah. YouTube must be trying to give us a hint that we're going too long, but I'm seeing my connection. We're good to go. But anyways, um, I was saying that back in the days, um, you know, Nintendo, let's just, let's just say that it was documentaries and I was seeing, and they hired out this guy who did a lot of the box art, like for Contra and, and, and all these other companies. And, you know, they contracted him out. He did the artwork they posted it on the box with the video games. That's the the way you and I were attracted to games like this back in the days. What if that's something that happens now with these NFTs, right? Where again, everything is digital, and the box art that you're seeing is on a uh, on a digital store, you know, or a digital service like like Game Pass. You know, all those things are 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 drawn out, but obviously they're being done uh, digitally. Um, so. I don't know, a lot of possibilities, a lot of ways that this can uh, continue to evolve and evolve it will. I want to give Henio, I want to give you the opportunity to, you know, ask maybe one more question before we look to wrap this up here uh, yeah, and any I, other I comments. I, I don't know if this question is going to open up another. Can you hear me? <laughs> yeah, we can hear you. I don't know if this this, got, this topic will kind of bring up another two-hour conversation, but... <laughs> Hopefully not. Now, now, now NFTs and other people's artwork being taken from them um, and resold by, you know, other accounts, you know, that are taking someone else's artwork. 
take literally like just making a digital copy of it and kind of mm-hmm. making it their own in the NFT realm. Um, like, what is that about? Like, is yeah. this really happening? And so, so that, who's policing this? And and who's policing this? That's a great question. And um, so and you're bringing up another concern that they hear a lot from people who are against NFTs that they'll say that, like, uh, you know, uh, the majority of the work is is stolen artwork and things like that, to which I retort you see people, I see artists complaining about somebody who, who's, a, you know, presenting their art as somebody else's um on facebook or wherever all the time so that that stuff happens in the real world too it's unfortunate when it does happen um and and i think that you know because the the anonymous nature of it um of the the crypto space in general um you you definitely see stuff like that happen and it's unfortunate um but there are um you know a lot of voices in the community that will call that out and say nope this is a scam this is still an artwork or um, this project is a straight up rug which basically means that you know people are they'll mint and then they'll just kill the discord till kill the twitter and then run um but there there's a lot of things that are coming up um to kind of speak to your idea um of how is it being policed so it's an unregulated space there's no government that's overseeing um you know how things operate in the space but there's a lot of stuff starting to pop up and i'm sure there's similar things in ethereum and some of the other tools but speaking from my experience in the solana space there's there's services that have cropped up that um will validate and um analyze particularly large supply um projects that that tend to be high profile um they'll analyze um some of those projects and review them so i I actually minted a nft under this um this project that's run by a pretty cool team and it's called uh rad rugs um and the they actually launched a, a an analysis tool on vetting projects leading up to their mint um to basically act as a way of um warning people about anything that has a lot of red flags come up um nothing's ever certain you know leading up to it but if there's thing a lot of sketchy things leave their suspect artwork or an an undoxed team that nobody knows who they are um with no track record and and a lot of other metrics that go into it they actually launched a dashboard before they even minted and then they minted took those proceeds and made everything you know they're using it to continue to develop those tools and bring on more staff to do more audits um of upcoming projects as a way of self-policing and in the space and there's other other um projects and organizations that do similar things um there's a couple of civic and um proof of pizza and a couple other ones in the space that um you can reach out to as a project owner and dox yourself to them um and they'll validate your identity and everything and make sure you're in the clear they don't release your information to everybody else if you want to remain anonymous to the general public but um they will validate that you're a um a real person operating in the space and not somebody just trying to scam people out of their monies it's nothing's ever a guarantee obviously you can still have somebody who's doxxed and and still scams everybody anyway, just like in the real world. Um, so, but there there's a lot of stuff like that that's popping up that that um, the project is taking or the the space is taking it on upon themselves 
to put in place those tools to give people more confidence in the projects they're investing in. Um, and, you know, even in the one of one space, you know, you see people that, um, you know, people will be going out there and doing simple things like taking that art and doing a Google image search to make sure it's not a um, a piece of work that somebody else does. And, and, you know, sometimes we do catch things like that where there'll be somebody who's a known artist in the space that's well respected and then you'll see a auction storefront that pops up and um you know with with stolen artwork from those people and um fortunately when it gets called out a lot of those auction houses at least in the solana space have been good with working with the community and and taking down some of those um suspicious storefronts and and ones that are blatantly stolen artwork right Yep, I'm pretty sure Banksy won't play that shit. Yeah, yeah, exactly, right. Um, so it's and, and you know part of it too does go back onto um, again this idea of you know these disclaimers you get from everybody in the crypto space. Not financial advice. Do your own research, right? Doing your own research is important to make sure that you understand um, the art that you're buying and who's behind it to the best of your ability um, and what the roadmap is and kind of get a feel for it. I've even joined you know discords of projects um that you know the the project i don't have reason to believe that they're trying to scam people but i just don't get good vibes from the team maybe they're just not like maybe it's just not the community for me maybe it's a little too crypto jockish and i'm out um you know so like it's important to do some of your due diligence and make sure that you're not just like smashing a mint button because somebody sent you a link right because that's a good way to get scammed yeah and 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 understand i mean a word of advice understand yourself first and foremost if if you're a person and again this is free advice in my opinion that i apply to myself but if it helps you good and if not completely disregarded uh but i know myself and to myself i need to be true and if i understand that i'm the type of person that uh, I'm easily distracted, let's say, by the new shiny thing over there in the corner. Uh, then I need to understand that about myself and not be so quick to run over there and get involved. And next thing you know, I'm caught up in something that I shouldn't be caught up in. You know, if, if I have an addictive personality and I like, you know, cheesecake, I need to stay away from the cheesecake factory, right? Don't drive by it. Don't walk by it. Don't read the articles. Leave it alone. Um, you know, I think we're we're also quick to, again, throw shade at anything that's new. And more importantly, uh, anything that looks like it's going to disturb the norm, if there is a norm that even exists. And, uh, and then when things go south, we want to point the finger at everybody else but our ourselves, you know, and take ownership for our own decisions and whether we're informed or not. But I think the best thing that Mangri and Henyo, I think myself here, has said is study, educate yourself, inform yourself, read, reread, take the time to do that before you do anything and i think that applies to to life in general i don't know you guys with me on that yeah yeah yeah, man. yeah. <laughs> well guys um i think i'm gonna wrap it up because i did have another question but 
I'm I'm not gonna open up another can of worms. I mean, there's so I'm much like it, guys. Yeah, I'm long with it. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, no, you're very informative and and you're just gonna continue growing in this field. I'm hoping to be able to uh let me ask you let me ask you this. It's not even related. It is related, but it's not related. It's not so much a question to ask for an answer, but can anybody just, uh, again, using the links that are going to be in the description, guys, you need to go check out Mangry, go check it out. But I can go over there and I can purchase any of these uh, NFTs that are on display right now, which Mangry was so generous in sending me uh, a sampling. They're there, but you can see the credit is on the screen and you can go to his site. You can go there and you can purchase these. Uh, is that correct, Mangri? Give us the info and the scoop on that, how we can go about that. So most of the, the NFTs that are on display are um, owned by people currently. So they, they were initially bought. That's not to say that you can't buy them on secondary from people if they're willing to sell. Um, but the, with the exception of there's one uh, there's one that has like these the moons underneath it. That one has not quite been released, but that's probably one of my next ones that's getting dropped um yeah but all the details are out on my my twitter is probably the best place to go so there's i have two twitters i have the manger gamer one uh, but i do have a, a specific one for the brand mg skulls which is my nft brand um i post to both pretty actively i talk about nfts on both but the mg skulls one is probably the one where you can get links to um, my discord uh, for that project as well as links to um you know anytime i have stuff going up on sale um for for solana i'll post it most of my stuff gets posted out to exchange which is one of the um the main mark one of you know probably four or five main markets in the solana space for nfts um i post most of my stuff straight to there um i'll probably be doing a couple auctions coming up later this month um so yeah that's where you can get it so i probably will be doing a you know kind of a traditional merch store for um you know whatever currency you use in the real world um as well so keep an eye out for that as well um if you're into t-shirts mugs i can find something with some beer glasses and whiskey glasses i would really like to do that but we'll see i'm there now and you can select the wallet phantom so there slope so i guess those are uh, methods of payments in bitcoins in solana cryptocurrency yep on exchange yeah well that that'll be an opportunity uh Henio, for us to to uh experiment with with yeah. the uh solano coins and and all this good stuff and get that experience under our belts why oh. not full disclosure on this uh all this artwork again provided by uh mangry gamer he's just clarified these pieces have been sold have owners minus one i think we're looking at it right now the the skull with the moons and all that other stuff it's here. He was gracious enough to put it here, but I will be taking this down and off my computer. <laughs> so I have no ownership of these things. But uh, again, since we've known each other for, for quite some time, I wanted to put something out here for you guys to get kind of a taste of what to expect there. Please go over there. Um, if anything, just to pique your interest. And because uh, I've known Mangry for quite some time, being part of his community and him being part of our community. And now introducing us and and educating us uh, a bit more now on these nfts and crypto and everything else that comes along with it and this is going to be an interesting an even more interesting conversation when we have you back hopefully here um, soon 
you know, the way things are, are evolving and moving. And we would really love to have you back and pick up the conversation. So any last thoughts from Mangri? Uh, Henio, Henio, I'm going to let you give us some last thoughts and then Mangri will close us out before we say our goodbyes. You came through tonight, man. Thank you. You were a wealth of information. Very, very interesting. Uh, I mean, you, you kept this... You kept us here, you know, and I appreciate all the insight that you provided for sure. I'm glad that, of this episode for sure. Most Thanks, definitely. guys. I appreciate y'all having me on, and and not that this was a surprise, but um, I appreciate you guys having an open mind and asking genuine questions, and not, uh, you know, again, not that I expected you guys to, but you know, the general reaction to NFTs um, for people outside of the space is usually either. I still don't know what an NFT is or visceral um, anti NFT, uh, <laughs> you know, feeling. So I appreciate you guys just having an open mind and, and all that, um, you know, having me on. Appreciate it. That's cool. I mean, Henio came in with a with a, a hot head and said he's going to be the devil's advocate and everything. And I mean, uh, like I said, I have to Fourth echo what I didn't, I didn't get any of that. No, I, I didn't feel anything. <laughs> I didn't feel any of that. And and even though on our Discord, uh, uh, Jay, who uh, who is Dark Dad ninety nine, he 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 gave you the green light to be you, Mangry. Mangry came yeah. on here. I didn't hear not one f bomb dropped. One f bomb. <laughs> I just so. want that on like, and maybe I'll take a clip of this later. Like, but you know, not one in two hours. <laughs> not one. I mean, I you know again out of myself. <laughs> hey, I wasn't going to say anything. I kind of leave this platform here open, but. People come on here and 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 they just I don't know uh, whatever whatever it is maybe it's the drama free environment and they just kind of don't need to bring that and, and they're just so relaxed and whatever it may be but guys hopefully you learned something today share this out this is uh, if you've heard the whole episode listen to it again share it uh, I would advise you to even share it with your kids. Uh, so that they can maybe get into this space, maybe together you guys can get into this space and learn more, become educated, because I think personally, my opinion, this is going to be something that's going to grow. It's going to be here in one way, shape, or form. If it's not NFTs, it'll evolve into something else, but a digital world, digital currency, one government... <laughs> one religion all that stuff that's gonna happen it's it's on the horizon it's going to happen whether we like it or not and why not be educated why not be ready for it as best as we can uh so with that guys i hope that you have a good evening a good morning a good afternoon whenever and wherever you are listening to this be good to one another and as always, keep your gaming and your life drama-free. Later, people. Later.